hello, ladies, gentlemen, and our friends between and beyond, and welcome to 2024 from us, the Hook Cooks. I am Mitch, the Monster Chef, and my New Year's resolution for 2024 is to pronounce yogurt the fancy way. We're 18 days in, and so far, so good. Enough from me, though. Please give a warm welcome to two men who are very good at introducing themselves. Uh, my name is Dishbot. Tonight, I'll be playing the role of Jack. My 2024 New Year's resolution is to eat yogurt. Thank you for pronouncing it correctly. Yes, to taste it with the sensory organs. Oh. Whose? <laughs> Isn't that part of the fun? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your lotter critter, Connor. Uh, big news. I wrestled a bobcat just for the sport of it. Wrestled a bobcat. Yeah. It was close, but in the end, it got the figure four leg lock on me, and I just had to tap. The referee was a squirrel. Time to roll up our sleeves whoa, for another shift here in the What's what's your twenty twenty four resolution there, big guy? My twenty twenty four resolution is to finally pin that son of a bitch Bobcat <laughs> down for the three second ten. That's I'm right. coming for you, Bobcat. You think you're safe, but you're not. That's it. The rumble in the jungle. Time to roll up our sleeves for another shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. I am excited, as always, I am to take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer, Vinny, and turn that into a delightful, dazzling, dynamic radio play segment that we call the Plate Up. If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and or cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us across the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Speaking of that prompt, chefs slash BFFs, let's get cooking. What are we working with, Mitch? The prompt this evening is Ford I. And I wanna I wanna just spell that out. It is the number four, R D like the end of third. Yeah. I. Not not your third eye, not your second, second eye, not your third eye, not your third eye, your third eye, not your third eye, not your third, okay, um, <laughs> not your fifth end, okay, and uh, we're completely sure. There's been no kind of like automobile accident while Vinny's been. You know, we didn't check, did we? We haven't. We didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't check. <laughs> no, just I just assumed. assumed. <laughs> the yeah. Ford Eye. Okay, okay. So this is really fascinating to me. Clearly, it's uh, one more than the third eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys rip directly into your best before yesterday's, your first thoughts and your worst thoughts. Mitch, what do you got? The Ford Eye. Coming standard in all new model Fords, this powerful and artistic windshield tinting allows any person to experience the thrill of a magic eye visual illusion. Stuck in traffic? No, you're not. Simply squint your eyes and waggle your head a bit, and now you're enjoying a window full of custom artwork of your choosing. (laughs) Safety features not included. (laughs) Feels like it would be distracting for people on the road. I I love it. That feature. I lo- like you're like be- looking through the tent and you're like, I'm bored. So you cross your eyes and it's a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. like, that would be probably pretty dangerous, I think. Those cars cannot be, safety cannot be insured, but yeah. it's worth it. It's worth it for art. Yeah. I think that is a million dollar idea. <laughs> me and a couple of investors will be talking to you after the show. Yeah, Jack, come at me, sharks. Best before mm. yesterday. What do you got? 
Here we go, Ford Eye. This is the eye psychics tell their friends they have opened specifically so they can take their clairvoyance off-road. However, in reality, they'll be using it to raid palms and rush hour traffic along with everyone else. <laughs> oh, it's like a four-wheel drive, except this it's like an eye. But the car ones. Mm. Yeah. It's funny. What are the chances? What are the chances? Probably pretty high. Because we swapped <laughs> Ford is not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I'm... Uh, glad to see the automobile finally represented on this show, NASCAR for life. Now, with those sentiments behind us, we'll move right along to the meat and potatoes, the real stuff. Mitch, what you got? Ford Eye. Set deep in the mountains is a very special school, a school where teens are trained in mystic arts. Here, under quiet tutelage, those skills are made manifest. And you would be forgiven for thinking that normal stuff like bullying doesn't happen. You'd be wrong. Hey, Four Eyes, why don't you watch where you're going? A three-eyed teenage bully in a monk gi pushes a nerd into a locker. The nerd has four eyes, two regular and two above, where all the other students have a single third eye. Both sets of eyes are protected by thick-framed, geeky glasses. Then, record scratch... Those two sets of magnified eyes turn and look directly at you. Hey, listener, you're probably wondering how I got here. Well, that's a long story. I'll let Connor, Jack, and Mitch tell it. Fourth wall breaking, fourth eye, nerd cyborg, it's Ferris Bueller's day off meets Walt Cycorp's origin story? I don't know. Things are getting a little out of hand. What's a Ford eye? I don't, um, guys, I don't, just, what boy, howdy. Full breakdown in the middle of the, I couldn't I have to think so hard to find oh, any. Going, you're like, it's, he's got four eyes, but he's also got, I guess, eight eyes because he's got the glasses also on him. It's the fourth wall was the extra f- number four thing that you were like, yeah. and also this. Yeah, I was like. Bam, and that just brought it all together. So, uh, really tied the whole room together. Jack, would you um, do me a favor and dive right into your oh. uh, meat and potatoes entry for Ford I? Here we go. Years of dedication and perseverance have paid off. You've spent countless hours sun gazing and meditating. You're awash with essential oils and surrounded by crystals of all shapes, sizes, and hues. And finally, you have broken through. You've opened your third eye. The world vibrates and turns, your perception opens up, and you become innately aware of the energy field that surrounds all things. You're at one with the universe, floating in the liminal space within your own subconscious. Take a moment to appreciate the overwhelming sense of peace and oneness you now feel, but are rudely interrupted by an impish chuckling at your shoulder. You turn, and floating in the space before you, you spot a small being, seemingly made entirely of bright light. Well, looky here, someone's gone and achieved spiritual enlightenment. It's a pretty good start, I suppose. You try and ignore the creature, focusing instead on your inner actualized self and the tantalizing connection you now hold with all living things. The being floats up towards you, hovering in front of your face. It sniffs you, and your concentration is broken. How's about we make things interesting, kid? Like I said, third eye, that's well and good, but you want to see some real wacky shit? You gotta go for the Ford one. A blazing white finger of energy splits from the being and reaches towards your forehead. And then that tendril splits and fractals and splits again. The finger, or more accurately, fingers, tap you, seemingly all over your body all at once. 
and you spin backwards, the space around you jolting and careening into something much newer, much stranger. You catch a glimpse of the creature, fading into the distance as you spin away from it, and then you're gone. The creature lingers in your subconscious for a second, clearly pleased with itself. Now if they make it back from that, they can call themselves enlightened. With a bang and a puff of smoke, the creature is gone as well. Holy shit. Okay, so this is kind of like a Mr. Mixy Spitlick. Yeah. Fifth dimensional imp who comes and... Comes into your, like, enlightened space and sends you deeper into your own consciousness. And the adventure is finding your way out. So you are in, like, the fourth-eye dimension. You get sent there by this, like, imp. The fourth-eye. The four die. Sorry, I uh-huh. mispronounced. Very important. <laughs> Very important. I misspoke uh, and shall yeah, be whipped. Yeah, you get sent there by this creature. We can, I guess, flesh out what that place looks like. And yeah, is it, it like is. a Psychonauts thing? Is That's it like a... What, yeah, it could be that. I was sort of just imagining kind of like space stuff. Get like a little like Inception meets multiverse yeah, sort of nonsense. Sort of, sort of like that. It could be lots of things, I suppose. It's pretty open yeah. as to what it could be. But yeah, I suppose the idea is to try and find your way back into yourself and away from sort of wherever you've ended up. Well, it, I like that as a concept. I'm now um, squeezing my uh, beautiful pink uh, slop bucket in my head that I call my juicy brain. Yeah. And uh, trying, to, uh, trying to drip out a few uh, ideas about what it would look like inside someone who's seeking spiritual enlightenment. Psychonauts, very much the psychonauts approach depends yeah. on like building very specific characters. Like it mm. would depend on you like having whoever you're inside, like right now it's you, right? Like, cause you're going inward. You would need to like know a lot about that character to build the psychonaut style world. Yeah. I don't think mm. it necessarily has to be a, like whatever place that you've been sent doesn't mm. necessarily have to be specific to the character. It's yeah, like yeah, a new I, perception of reality, right? Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't I have to be I didn't get the internal. vibe that it was internal. It was like a, you've seen it, you're now in a new dimension sort of. Yeah. Like, that sort thing. of stuff. What if it was like, different versions of yourself like if we're going deeper in and the reason i say that is i feel more comfortable with that if there's like more of a party rather than you've got you know this not like deep like introspective different versions of yourself yeah like pirate this person as a pirate yeah i was actually legitimately saying pirate (laughs) in my dome yeah yeah i was sort of thinking instead of going so like deep like intensely deep we could set this in the like school setting for my idea i like the i like the idea of marrying the school what if it was like the you've got a student who they went too far and opened their ford eye yeah and now like the school's in crisis and you have to like go in through the ford eye and you Mm. also can do like a outside of the Ford Eye segment where it's like the school is just getting destroyed by like the scope of this Ford Eye and it's like all these like mystic teachers at this like magical like mystical Hogwarts well I I think Hog- I think the Hogwarts super films would all be way cooler with many or more kick yeah <laughs> very lacking in Amen. kick there's so few kicks <laughs> they- yeah you can like count 
you can count the number of kicks on like one hand in all those movies. I mean, I, yeah. So I like that as like the extraneous setting, and then you going into a character psychonaut style, or is it like a just a deeper dimension? Either or. I mean, if you guys don't want to do the psychonaut thing, we can certainly do that. Like. They've just opened the Ford Eye and they're now just like a passenger for it. You things know, things are yeah. coming out. They're a gateway. Yeah, things are coming out. Things You've got to go in out. and close Could it. Could be interesting. Yeah. Dimensional sort of rift stuff. You as a pirate. Dimensional beings. You as, you a, as pirate. a pirate comes out and you're just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to kill you. It was <laughs> <laughs> like a shame if we didn't do someone as a pirate. You know yeah. what I mean? And then there's the uh, fourth wall breaking ver- version of the kid. <laughs> so uh, what what do you think is coming out of this Ford Eye, Jack? What do you reckon? Well, yeah, I, I like that different versions of the, the person start crawling out. I, I mean, I, I kind of like that it's That's just cool. random. Like, it's just like weird interdimensional shit, right? Like, yep. it's it's like, you know, Neil Patrick Harris... But he's a like Seven Eleven clerk. Yeah, <laughs> he crawls out of there. It's like a whole bunch of like alien pirates. Well, let's let's define what's happened to try and better put a constraint for for Mitch, right? Let's opening say the, the fourth eye has, has Ford, Ford, Ford. Ford. How dare you? <laughs> How dare I? Uh, opening the Ford eye has uh, like so third eye spiritual enlightenment. You're one with the universe. Opening the Ford Eye has broken between universes, and and you've you've opened up a, a portal into alternate realities. Is the portal based in your head? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um. I I kind of love the idea. Like now that I'm thinking about it, if there's like you know a white haired young like woman whose like brain is exploding with psychic energy, and from out of that, there's a young like white haired woman who's a pirate and one who is a Seven Eleven clerk and and they're all crawling out of this like big yes. like spinning purple hole like I am stuck on this image of Neil Patrick Harris as a Seven Eleven clerk crawling out of an eyeball sized hole in a kid's forehead yeah and that's powerful stuff it's man powerful stuff isn't well, it? I, in 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 my um headspace because there's enough going on that it's like causing damage to the surrounding area there is like more room to work Work with than just the slit <laughs> on the head. I kind of like that the things just come out somehow. Like, yeah, like okay, let's. But okay. I mean, it, you know, that's, it's like one of those um, disgusting. But uh, you know, it's good. <laughs> you know, everything's like compressed in there, and it like, sp- yeah, it's spitting like, out, popping a like, pimple. Connor is oh. right. There, there needs to. Oh. <laughs> no <laughs> a way to ruin a really cool thing. It's um, I. I see it as more of like it's like a spinning. Like that is also the way I see it. Gateway it's like to a, hell, but yeah, it's purple. It's an opening. <sharp inhale> like it's not opening in our space. It's opening between spaces. So like, like her head is like morphing around this hole. Yeah. Look. Okay. Um. Uh. I, and again, I kind of like the idea that whoever is experiencing this thing. What we're seeing is like dozens and dozens of different versions of them. Crawling like out, crawling out to defend that version or to cause harm. Well, I think, like, yeah, as like in a mass of other just random things, it's also like it's opened up these portals to all these other dimensions where these versions are coming through with lots of other stuff. Like, I don't want it to just oh, okay. be copies of that person. It's like that's so it'd be like them as a pirate with their whole pirate gang 
mm. or like the or like you know 88 gallons of an ocean that is hot pink sure or, you know, like w- just weird stuff from those it's like universes. A, a Amazonian, like beast tamer version, and it has a giant, like saber tooth tiger it rides in on, and like, like you want like ancillary things from the worlds they're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To follow them in, so it's not just versions of a person. Like, there's also like stuff, stuff around. It's a portal, right? And yeah. the people get sucked through, and so some stuff comes. What? With them. Yeah, stuff that's around them gets yeah, sucked I, in. So. I think that's. I think that's good. I feel like we have like a fairly solid understanding, a decent of understanding. We can flesh it out. Yep. And what's happening yep. now, yep. right? So, really, I think the last thing that we need to cover is like, how do you resolve it, right? You, you just gotta like. Swim against the tide. Tell them, like, I've, your mother, your mother actually loved you. (laughs) I've got it here in a letter. Blink. (laughs) Blink. (laughs) You gotta get an eye drop in there, yeah. Blink and hold it. You gotta mace it. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta mace the fourth eye. I actually, I don't hate that. Yeah, Uh, I like how extremely (laughs) practical it is. This feels extremely lazy. I will yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, I was thinking, like, at at this point, um, to help us feed those ideas, a little greenery, a little or is it too early? Side. What do you think? Like, no, we could no, no I think that's a great just, idea. Let's get I'm a thinking, side. You know, like we're, we've got some ideas solidified. A, a few things are a bit vague. Like, sure. mm, fresh. Yeah. Let's let's eat ourselves a side salad. The side salad is a segment where we take a prompt prepared by my mom. Um, we haven't seen any of these, so they're sort of completely random. And the idea is that we just sort of apply them to what we've done so far. I'm going to spin us up a wheel, and we'll see what we get. Side salad this week is living on the moon. I mean, I could live on the moon easy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Easy. Let's <laughs> resolve that. I could easy. Right, off you go, off you go, Connor. Everything's lighter up there. Easy. Yeah. So easy. is is psychic Hogwarts on the moon? I mean, like we have to, like that one's kind of un- unless, right? Like work with me here. Just to so that because obviously that idea is the first and easiest one, yes. right? Yeah. So that's just on the shelf. That's there. We put it there, and, and we, we can get know. that back off the shelf if yeah. we do some stuff. If we, we get hungry, we get hungry. Yeah, yeah it's there. <laughs> Living on the moon can be a part of the backstory of the person that we're trying mm. to develop, right? It's ah. So it's so, a, this is yeah. a, 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 a lunar settler. Are they still on the moon, or are they they've they've come to Earth? <laughs> they're doing distance ed. <laughs> oh, fuck. they're doing distance ed, and then they 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 crack, and they like, and they have to send people to the moon to deal with the remote learning. Imagine student. you're in like a Zoom classroom or something like that. Oh, it's like Armageddon, and the, and the justification is like it's easier to send like spiritualists and Psych- psychics to space trainers. Okay, so we have a segment where the, the spiritualists are trained on how to be astronauts. They're sent up to a, a very remote lunar company, which is at this point like you could do like a fully. It's fucked, 
right? By the time they get up there, it's By the time they get up there, it's like... It's completely overrun with versions of this one person and everybody's dead, right? Yeah, okay. Like, everybody's dead. And you're, like, walking into... You walk into a room and it's, like, that same, like... Uh, Amazonian version is like on its saber tooth tiger, and there's like T Rexes running around this room, yeah. and it's like completely turned into the like the dinosaur jungle zone, and you have to like go through that room and fight that version of that person or trick yeah. it or whatever. Yeah, and it can just be as easy as getting to the person and closing their four die. And I think the reason <laughs> that the other versions of this person are resisting against that is that they don't know if you close the Ford eye, what happens, right? They don't know if they like blink out of existence or if they go back. So that gives you a bit of scope to maybe find some friends up there. I was about to say, it gives you the opportunity to you find mm. one of the copies that's like, that's like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta close this down. thing. I wanna go and home. Some are just like, no way, you can't do that. You'll kill us all. Lots of copies have been killed by other copies. Yes. It's like, yeah, I, this is really good because it like puts us Bottles in a it. sort of, yeah, a bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rather than a bottle that has like stewed for a bit before we get there. As well. I really like the yeah. like remote correspondence learning <laughs> angle. That's very funny to me. And then one day it's like, um, Jackie, are you okay? Jackie is not here. Jackie is gone. And you're like, oh. Uh, Jackie, fuck. could you just try turning off your camera on and off again, maybe? There are um, no cameras. Jackie sees all without cameras. Oh, fuck, man. We gotta. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We gotta. Uh, Jackie, you opened the wrong eye! Jackie, that was the fourth eye. I told you to open your third eye. Man, I gotta send some specialists up. Three-week astro training. <laughs> Hopefully they're up there in time. Um, uh, I feel bad okay. for laughing because of all the moon colonists that have died, but it's funny. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that has really helped the story, putting it on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> who would have guessed? Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> I think it's like... Remote correspondence, like you learn about it, trained, sent up, arrive, learn about the situation, encounter a couple of rooms, get mm-hmm. to the final confrontation and shut the Ford eye, right? Yeah. Do you want to flesh out any more of those individual like confrontations or do you want to pick a scene and just march right along? I've, I feel like we've got it. Like we've already like sort of talked through some of the possibilities. I like this mm-hmm. like Amazonian version on a tiger. Yep. Uh, pirates, pirates come up a lot a tonight. Pirate. Pirates and like eight tenths of a pirate ship that have yeah. come in. The rest is cut off or something. Yeah, like that. Very cool. Firing the cannons at the spaceship. Yeah, they've one half of the room is like what they've set up in the part of the ship that's come through, Just and like they're like beached, shooting cannons yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the I like version that. of this person whose name is Neil Patrick Harris. And works as a clerk at 7-Eleven. That's the friendly one. That's the friendly one. What if instead they are a clerk who works with their colleague, Neil Patrick Harris? Neil Patrick Harris, Harris, you discover. (laughs) They're always talking about their good buddy, Neil Patrick Harris. And then then that's your friend that you meet. They're like, I have no fucking clue, dude. Like, I just want to go home. Maybe I could call Neil. Is this Neil's? Is Neil? Is this a prank by Neil? Neil, where are you, Neil? You're pranking me again. Oh, there's a camera right there. My friend Neil Patrick Harris. Is that a name that means anything to you? It's just a regular name to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not name dropping. This is just a normal person for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that. Um. But because 
you go up. It, what's the final confrontation here? Because, like, I understand so far we've said we'll just walk up and shut the eye. But that seems like maybe there's more to flesh out there. I think it does need to have something to do with them being psychics, right? Like, you need yeah. to attune with them. You need to, like, I don't know, hold the room while you, like, you throw a crystal bait in essential oils at the eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i mean i also i i think it's cool for the final challenge that like things are still coming out of the eye while you're trying to yeah. close it yeah just so, like it's even more random right you know yeah like now it's getting to the point where it's anything it's just like an olympic javelin thrower and then a part octopus and then you know eventually you're like <laughs> Jackie limbs and Jack, you know, you're just pushing through mass and then you put your finger in the pupil and it stops or and it blinks and the end. I, I, mace is funny, but I don't know how we would use it. Maybe it's maybe the mystic mace is like essential, essential oils <laughs> and like it's like, yeah, it's a concoction. Yeah. If we yeah. don't want this to be mace, then I think the simplest solution is that you like open your third eye when you're in the room and make them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Lid to lid. <laughs> so gross. So gross to think about eyes kissing. I don't, it's so uh, unpleasant. Uh, oh, dear. So deeply, deeply unpleasant to think uh. about. <laughs> You've just I apologize, listener, for that. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't drive your car that. into a cliff. It's <laughs> the next natural thing to say. <laughs> I just um, missed your sentence, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do psychic stuff, and the other people have got to like hold off the horde. So you open your third eye, and in doing so, you like can you know, feel the vibrations yeah. of reality around this rift and close it physically with your hands or something like that. Is yeah. it like a suicide mission? Is it like a, get out of here, I'm going to do it? Yeah, maybe you go up there being like, okay, well, we'll try some stuff. Yeah. We'll try the opening the third eye and closing it, or we'll try throwing... You know, we'll try the mystic Chris, mace. I, try the mystic we'll mace. Throwing crystals at it. Throwing crystals at it. Try squirting it with, with oil. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. I'll use my omega level psychic power instead. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. you open the fourth eye and then you both get sucked into each other's. Yeah. Like and you disappear. Yeah. And who knows what happens to those two characters? They're gone. They're that's, gone. That's for the sequel. Yeah. Maybe but, yeah. maybe we convince 7 Eleven Jackie. <laughs> To do it, maybe we. It's like that's your way home, Jackie. <laughs> Fucking groom. That's your only way back to Seven Neil Patrick Harris to sacrifice herself. Yeah. We couldn't teach an astronaut to do this, but we can teach you. <laughs> we can teach a child. <laughs> she secretly astronauts have learned too much of the wrong stuff. They have she's to unlearn an interdimensional it. Super or whatever, you Guys, know. It's starting to look like someone's gonna have to sacrifice themselves. <laughs> and we did find this kid who works at 7-Eleven here. 7-Eleven Jackie's 
takes off her badge and gives yeah. it to you. Takes off his <laughs> 11 hat. And says, gives give this to Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> give this to Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Tell him I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, okay, it's time to pick a scene uh, to work into a plate up. We've been doing endings a little bit recently, so... Yeah. It is probably best for us to aim at something a little earlier on in the piece. Does anyone have a scene that tickles their particular fancy? I kind of like the distance education, like, live stream class opening your third eye. What? Yeah, what I was thinking is that, like, we start there and then maybe, uh, you know, middle segment is training the psychics and then the end is they land on the moon and they get to see what's, like, up there. I feel like I feel like we're better when we try to bottle ourselves a little bit more. Like okay. maybe it's the trip, like just the trip up, you know. So then you get to talk about we just finished training, and then you do like maybe them arriving as well, and you try to change it to like an hour's worth of time. Or what? Do, what do we do? Why don't we do the pirate one? The encounter and you're stepping in and you're like what the f- what's going on or this crazy space station right and then mm. cannonball hits right next to you and uh, you have to fight like psychic pirates you what know? about sounds pretty cool it's what cool. about you're coming in for landing and yeah. cannonball hits you Ooh, do you make pirates yeah, okay. the first encounter and you make it like uh and they're taking out crash. your spaceship I, I like the idea of the sh- like the ship cops a cannonball and that you're like immediately in the shit fighting pirates inexplicably. Emergency landing sort of stuff. And then yeah. you get a little bit of that like, wow, what a nice three-day journey we've had on this spaceship. After yeah. all that training, I sure can. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Immediately fighting in the vacuum of space. I mean, I sort of imagined yeah. that the, the settlement would be like in a bubble. So you, you fly into the bubble? You go into the bubble in your shuttle. This is a, a place of our, our own, own imagination. Our own mind palace creation. We've terraformed the moon. The moon is like, you know, the parts of it you can live on. And yeah, stuff. let's split the difference. I like the idea. It's like a bubble, but it's just like a energy shield that you can fly yeah, through. Yeah, energy shield. You fly straight through it. Fly, and as soon as you fly through the shield, that's cannonballs, baby. And the pirates have so... Many cannonballs. That was really important that you said that, and I'm glad you did. We've got a lot of cannonballs being shot at us. Spaceship yeah. goes down. Cool. Um, we overcome the pirates, uh, learn from them a little bit more about the situation, and then the scene ends with a- another interdimensional threat yeah. revealed to us. Maybe you rescue Seven Eleven Jackie from the pirates. I mean, best compromise I could do you is like it's Jungle Warrior Jackie, and she's like got. 7-Eleven Jackie up by the heels <laughs> or something. That's pretty good. You know, cool. like... Yeah. And then it shows you that there's more than one shade to Jackie. Multidimensional characters. That's what we love here. Let's um, psychically prepare ourselves for a powerful plate-up. Nine. Eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, three, one. <laughs> G-forces! <laughs> G-forces pushing me.
Your shuttle passes through the moon's atmosphere shield, and gravity returns with a heavy thud. Make quick time traveling here from Earth, aided by your psychically powered ship, though you certainly don't feel in any rush to stretch your legs and explore the surface. Even from your vantage point above the moon colony, the destruction wrought by the opening of a Ford Eye is obvious. Buildings smoke, rubble is scattered across the surface, and everywhere you spot movement. You turn away from the window with a sigh as you feel the pilot establish a psychic link with you and the other members of your team. Pulling in for landing at Bay 8 looks at least partially clear. Be ready, it might get rocky. You take a deep breath, centering yourself, and focus on your mantra, connecting yourself to this moment in time and space. You feel your crewmates do the same, and the air begins to hum with spiritual energy. Suddenly, the ship jolts, and the moment of calm is broken. Sirens wail, alarms blare, and you nosedive towards the surface. In the chaos, you take another glimpse out the window, catching a flash of wood and metal strewn across the landing pad. And somehow, over the roaring din of the crash, the first notes of a jaunty tune. Your monk ship smokes and sparks in dying protest, careening in a spiral toward the landing bay below. The crash would be fatal for a simple, spiritually unequipped astronaut, but luckily they've sent the ethereal elite. As the ship smokes and sputters down towards certain dramatic doom, you manifest a split-second psychic shield, protecting you and your squad of extrasensory experts from certain peril. The twisted remains of your once mighty mystic monk ship trap you and your psychic colleagues for but a moment. Together your team cyclically clears the entangling wreckage. Not a moment is your squad clear, though, before the crack of cannon fire fills the air once more. The cannonball screams towards you. You breathe in. You raise your palm to the cannonball and catch it. An explosion of force ripples outward, kicking up a wide cloud of moon dust. The pirates aboard the segment of the ship that had made it through the forward eye begin to cheer and holler, but before the celebrations can begin in earnest, their cannonball is returned to them expressly, shattering a portion of the remaining lower deck. You fall upon those interdimensional interlopers while they reel from the cannonball impact. Your team dodge sabers and stab with psychic knives, moving through the pirate force. You work your way to the main deck, and then, beside the wheel, you see her. Unmistakable white hair flowing in the wind. Jackie, the white-haired young woman whose inexperienced opening of her forward eye led to this whole reality-bending mess. She steps out from behind the wheel, and you see that Jackie has an unexpected flowing white beard to match her hair, a feathered pirate leg, and a raggedy wooden pirate. Yar! You may have slaughtered my crew, space demon, but I'll not be playing dice with Davy Jones until I've had a good fight on the way out. Jackie, pirate captain Jackie, that is, charges at you, but is no match. 
You send her flying from the deck to the moon rock with one last powerful psychic pulse. You wipe the sweat from your brow as Captain Jackie's pegged leg rolls along the deck with a thump. That took all your psychic skill. Astronauts definitely couldn't have done that. You knew the outpouring from the forward eye was going to be weird, but half a pirate ship and change wasn't nearly as bad as you were expecting. A yodeling roar cuts through the habsphere, followed by a thundering tread of hooves. Your three eyes widen in surprise as you see another Jackie, wearing furs and handmade leathers. She rides a fierce alien beast, a shaggy-coated, eight-legged jungle cat of some kind. Slung over one shoulder, she carries a body wearing the faded colours of a 7-Eleven clerk's uniform. You prepare yourself for battle anew, staring down the fierce jungle warrior as she rushes on towards you. With an alien yowl, her mighty steed leaps into the air, clear over you. You have a moment to be stunned before you see it, roaring after her through the colony buildings. Over the corpses of lunar settlers fly what look like a dozen chitinous umbrellas, opening and closing with meaty thumping sounds. Have you hunted this foe before? Jungle Jackie dismounts, dragging her captive with her. I tried to distract them with the sugar water this one had, but it only made them angry. You threw away my slushy! 7-Eleven Jackie groans. Neil Patrick Harris made me that! You don't have time to be surprised. The umbrella beasts draw near, ike or rain glistening on their scaly outer flesh, sizzling with each forceful open-close movement. Questions about how people know English and Neil Patrick Harris come later. For now, you harness your powers and spare a thought of gratitude for the universe. It seems you have some allies in this strange new fight. It's a weird one here in the kitchen tonight. It's a pretty weird one that we cooked up. We cooked up a strange story about straight to the moon. Psychically, monk the boon. What is this about again? (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) I think you guys are getting distracted with the destination. What matters was the journey, (laughs) and I think we had fun. That's so, so true. We've had a wild journey uh, here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. Uh, Thank you for joining us here for another shift in said Hook Cook Kitchen. If you do have a prompt that you'd like us to turn into an episode something like Ford Eye, shoot that through to Cooks. Or not like something different than that. Uh, You can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or use at hook underscore cooks for the socials. That's right. And if you enjoyed this episode, share the love spread it around on the socials, tell your friends, and don't forget to call your local congressperson or member for parliament and tell them this election, you're voting for the Hook Cooks. <laughs> but don't. Like, that won't. Voting's important. So, like, vote. Like and share. <laughs> no, no, don't. No, vote. I mean, like, vote properly. Tell your congresspeople that you're voting for the Hook Cooks yes. just so that they'll Google us. Lie to your congresspeople. <laughs> yeah, because they're lying to you. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks to Halizna for our opening theme, Sailing Away. And a big thank you to Jack's mum for the side salad. Thank you, mum. I have been Connor, your larder critter. I'm Dishbot playing the role of Jack. And I am Mitch, the monster chef. Thank you so much for listening. Are we happy, boys? Yes, sure! Maybe you just have to open your Ford Eye as well. And then the two Ford Eyes cancel each other out and kiss. And they kiss. <laughs> and they kiss. <laughs> and they kiss. There's a wet smack as if <laughs> like a kiss. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's, okay. Um, I think that's it. <laughs>